Uh, so guys, welcome to the Zealous State of Mind podcast. You're with the Guru of Gains, also part of the West West Network. Uh, today's guest, we have another uh, great um, person in the community that does a lot of um, awesome work with our youths and uh, through, the, through the love of the game, uh, basketball. Welcome to the show, Coach D, uh, Donald Tassi. Oh man, glad to be here. It's always a pleasure to meet new people. Yeah. And even guys like yourself that I've been blessed um, with you helping my daughter yeah, in the early years of a semi-rowing career, yeah, and it helped out. Yeah. I knew then that you were a um, man of integrity, and yeah, just like myself, man, just helping out um, kids to better themselves in the craft that they decide to walk down, yeah, whether it's rugby, rugby league, basketball, rowing, netball. Yeah. yeah. We were just talking a little bit uh, off mic about what do we call that, um, you know, because there's a lot of great people in, you know, soccer, yep. basketball, rugby league, you know, they help out in some way. And I guess we were saying, um, what did you say, mission? Uh, ministry. More ministry, yeah. Ministry. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, everyone who plays a sport knows some guy or some girl that, a uh, dad or yeah. a mother or auntie and uncle that really helps out the team yeah. and, and they may not get mentioned but they're a big part of the team oh, eh? for sure for sure and then that's you know what i think of you you know mentoring the boys through basketball yeah. and you know making a big difference and um you know we, we've had those guys as well yeah in our lives and i guess we sort of taken parts from them and uh you know try to play it forward eh, sort yeah. of thing uh, to the next generation and i guess the lessons we've learned and try to pass them on yeah. and and um, try to get kids not to make some of the same mistakes yeah. and <laughs> no, that's the one. all that sort of thing, eh? Yeah. Um, so you're you're at Rio at the moment, eh? Yeah, I'm at Manuelo uh, High School at the moment. Um, I was helping out a second division team, um, but just had other things on, and yeah, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't, you know. Yeah. So you got to get your feet wet, and then just know where you're at, and then know that later on down the track in the future yeah there might be another direction that i'll be heading back into mm. but for this year second division um yeah just wasn't me this year yeah, yeah. and you've been in the game a long time eh? you know you grew up playing ball and stuff yep. so it's a little bit about that like your own um sort of basketball journey and then into the coaching okay um yeah and started playing ball uh pick up basketball first with all these the young guys that i grew up in avenue like brett willie uh diddy skelton um Played high school, basketball, uh, mags first uh, in the junior grades, and then I uh, left mags and went to Avondale and then played prems at Avondale. Uh, How come you left? Um, misbehaving. <laughs> <laughs> no one leaves the blue line, man. <laughs> misbehaving. <laughs> no one leaves the blue line. <laughs> Unless I was playing first fifteen, uh, I was I was like, you stay, but yeah, I just thought yeah, what what happened? It wasn't good, so yeah. Yeah. So yeah, well, now I was. One of those learning things. I mean, yeah, I don't know if my parents are going to listen to this podcast. I'm going to get a shock because yeah, I, I was at home when the letter came through. Yeah. So yeah, back then there was no internet. So I, yeah, so I left, left Mags. Play. Oh yeah, so I played junior grades at Mags, and then played when I went to Avondale. Played prems, and then from prems I uh, played uh, Waitakere under 16s, and then went to Oz for a little bit. Came back and then played second division for Auckland. Well, the rest of the boys that I grew up with, they were playing uh, first of, yeah, first division, at the time. Yeah, William Brett and and some other guys, 
yeah. How was the time at uh, Avondale? Because uh, Avondale has a rich history in yeah. basketball and how, how was your days there, times there? And Because you know, I, I like talking about the school days, not to be like live in the past, but yeah. you know, they were mostly like fun memories, isn't it? Yeah. No, so my time in Avondale, it was, it was great. I was glad to be back home because my parents' house was just a couple of minutes down the road. Um, uh, it was good. I felt, I feel, now I honestly believe that our 1989 team, 1990 team, uh, to 92 was... Oh, we've got a big claim coming. Yeah. We've got a big claim coming up. I'm going to claim. It was the foundations of how we haven't turned out. I'm not saying right now, but these it turned out right up to the like 2000s. I think when you have that reputation of ballers, then kids start to gravitate to that kind of school, want to go there. Yeah. Um, and here's the funny thing, like, Guys from Avondale were playing at Custom Boys. Then we was like Custom Boys and Mags was like triangle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so everyone was like going from this school to that school. And and the reason for that was Youth Town. Youth Town played a big part. I mean, if you want to test yourself against the best players, you would have to go to Youth Town. So a lot of the guys used to catch the bus into town and then, yeah, play like guys from all over, over the place. It yeah. was like a, it was like a war. Yeah, yeah. Against like if you're playing guys, I don't know guys who like George and Joe Sevilla. Yeah, yeah I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah. I didn't play them, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So their family, yeah, were like all ballers. Yeah, and like I spoke to Joe last week, and he told me one of his things in his mind, and like him and his brother said, um, every time they played ball, they knew. It was like going to war because everybody put a target on their back. Right, right, right. Yeah, so that's that's the kind of thing. I think we don't we don't have that kind of mentality or thinking these days about the way we played back then. I think it's a lot different. Back then it was more physical and it was more like dunking, trying to dunk on people. <laughs> like more aggressive. <laughs> more aggressive, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I just found back then there was the kids were more athletic, wise younger than these. Uh, this generation is more like oh, you got bigs shooting the ball all the time. They're not right. Yeah, they, yeah. it's pretty rare to have um, bigs playing the post these days. Yeah, yeah, it's a different era, eh? Different yeah. era. Yeah, man, I love um, I love youth town, eh? Yeah, uh, it's there's no there's no place now, eh? That that people can go and no, there's there's no place. I think um, at the moment, eh? Yeah. Um, a new organisation called Auckland City Basketball. Yeah. Uh, I think it's run by Lindsay Tate and a few of some other guys. Um, they're trying to bring that thing back in. Revived yeah, type of thing. Yeah, that type of thing where you can go and play against the best ballers around Auckland. Because honestly, we used to catch the um, bus out south. We heard, about, we heard about a group of guys from Penrose College. So we would go to... Um, YMCA near Pemua Basin and bust there early in the morning and ball and wait for them to come and that's how it was <laughs> <laughs> like gangs it was like gangs but you want to go play, play the ball yeah, yeah, like yeah. there was a guy named Troy and his group of guys they went to One True Hill at the time and I was like man we want to play the best guys then we would go to Grayland Park during the summer and just wait yeah. there for um, like Seton High School Western Springs as it's known now the best guys there will be at, yeah. the, at that park, so you would know where to go. Yeah, yeah Potters, you go Potters? Potters, yeah, Potters, and in Otara Park. Yeah. That park across the mobile. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a group of... I've never played there, but I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. So there was a group of guys like Otara Park Boys. Yeah. Yeah, like, you hear about them, you know, through the word of mouth, and I was like, oh, yeah, let's go out there. They go out there by yourself. Yeah. It's a whole different ball game we played at Otara. You can ask guys like Peter Joseph. He'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah, so it was like you had to go out there and play their rules. Yeah. And same thing when they came to Avondale College, you know, like E-Block, C-Court at Avondale College. You're like during the summer or Avondale Intermediate, they're the outdoor court there. Like, and then there will be guys pulling up in cars from all over Auckland. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it's like, oh, okay. It was nothing about, nothing to do with fighting or anything. It was about you want to prove your your area. Yeah. Yeah. And take on the best day. Yeah, you got to take on it's, the best. It's not like ducking, eh? No, no ducking. You no, there's eat. no ducking, man. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit of trash talking. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember one guy, one of the boys, like, his name's Peter Hunt, he was dunking on everybody. Yeah. And then this guy goes away and comes back with four other guys from Mangere. Yeah, and, and some of them were current, um, not current, but some of them used to play in Manu Samo, but they could play ball. Yeah. And they would come down and it was like, oh, so these guys are looking for something. Yeah. yeah. So it was that kind of... Um. Yeah, ready to go to war kind of attitude, but not. Oh, we beat them and then we'll give them hiding. There was like, if you lose, you lose. You just gotta. Yeah. Yeah. That's like respecting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, I remember uh, you thought it was cool how the like you could rock up Friday nights or some other some other nights and like. There'll be like half the court with all like the real ballers, and yep. then the other side with so like yeah. the, all the Asians. Yeah. <laughs> Where everybody used to steal their um, basketballs. Yeah. <laughs> And like, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Uh, it was real. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, the, this side was the ball. The main the side. side was the yeah. yeah. Now you've turned. That was a special place. It was a special place for everybody. Yeah, yeah. I used to go with my mates from Max, but um, like they would uh, they would play all day, man. But I was like a two or three two or three hour guy, eh? But man, it was just cool. Like all the young cats could go down there, and yeah. especially in the holidays and that, and. uh or even, yeah, on the Fridays, mostly for us, like, go there. Yeah. Um, and then in the summer, yeah, same as you guys, we go down to Greenland Park. Yeah. Potter's Park. Um, good, you know, nothing yeah. else to do, so play play yeah. ball. But you don't see that as much, eh? We're, um, like, just guys rocking up and stuff, eh? Different players. Yeah, just, you don't see that kind of culture anymore, because yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it's weak, it's like kids get their parents to drop them off here and there, you know, certain places, but... Yeah, I was talking to some of our players about how they used to have the three-on-three Reebok competitions or the Adidas Street Ball comps. Yeah. Where you would go with your four players and, you know, play at different areas to qualify and you would wear. Reebok was, the prizes was shoes. Adidas was uh, T-shirts. Unless you get to the finals, you you get the Adidas um, Street Ball shoes and stuff like that. But, yeah, I don't know. The culture's kind of changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think those kind of comps was uh, physically um, testing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you always had your shooter, your point guard, and your and the enforcer kind of guy in the post. That yeah. Just like with me, Willie and Brett, and Denny, my job was just solely box out, rebound, yeah, yeah. outlet, defend, and that's what it was, yeah. Yeah, that's cool how, like, some people don't know, like, um, like their roles, eh? Yeah. They, they think they're something they're not. Yeah, you know. Oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Because I'm, I'm not, I'm not a growing up. I wasn't really the scorer kind of guy. Yeah, I, I probably scored off other people's missed shots, just rebounding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you knew 
Uh, my role was to get the ball to the guy that was the scorer. Yeah. Like uh, Wooly and Brett, um, Teddy Panono and all those guys just try to get them the ball. I was pretty much the same as you. Yeah. Yeah. Try to rebound, play hard D and you know, get it to the scorers and yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was a rival with it too. Yeah. I was doing happy with that. Because yeah. I remember um, my reps coach, uh, Mike Tate, uh, he pulled me aside and like, I looked on. To be honest, you're not really a scorer. <laughs> and I was like, what? Dream shattered. Dream shattered, yeah. <laughs> and then he said, but, man, if I teach you basic drop step post moves, and the other thing I see in you that nobody wants to do was rebound. And I, I was like, man, he, he saw something. I thought, man, he saw something great on me, you know? So I'll be out there, like, grabbing every, trying to grab every rebound, Take on the biggest guy. I was, I was that dude, you know. And then there was like, well, ease the pressure of our scorers. We we're like, oh yeah, this guy, he'll go out and get the ball for us. Yeah. yeah. So it was like, um, because you know when you play pickup games, you don't know people, and like, some of them will just ice you out, you know. Yeah. And like, I was like, how am I gonna get the ball? It's like, oh, I'll get some offensive rebounds yeah. or try to get a steal or something, and, oh, and that'll sure. be my way to get the ball. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a good way to get involved. Yeah. Eh? It's, yeah. Get the rebound, and then I don't know. You a few times, little, you know, a few times you can get a bit lippy, but that's yeah. part of, part and parcel of the game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like um, when we first played Odu College, um, and they had some real athletes back then. Yeah. I got this guy's name, Charlton, Kenneth, and another kid named Diamond. Man, they'll like talk trash, but they like back it up. And, you yeah. know, it's like for us, it's like, these guys are talking, talk, <laughs> talking too much. <laughs> yeah. So your actions had to speak louder than words. Yeah. yeah. Or else you you you're not coming back on the court again. Yeah. 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 And um, you know, I remember if you didn't, if you weren't good enough, like you wouldn't play that much. Like now, like kids, like they they cry. Eh? Yeah. But you know, you had to earn your minutes. Type yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. Like the guy could play the whole game. Was like, <laughs> you might get a couple of minutes yeah. if he's in foul trouble or something like that. Eh? Uh, for sure can't just um, how's your um, would you like uh, when you're playing ball did you sort of was it a natural thing transitioning into coaching or uh, were we sort of uh, did something happen that made you want to pursue that path no I honestly didn't think that I'd get involved with coaching I think just playing ball I've always had the love and the passion for the game but there was there was uh, one thing there was two people they caught my attention at a young age was um, Benny Anthony Senior. He used to coach at Avenue College team. Um, and Mike Tate, as uh, Lindsay Tate's dad. Yeah, man, it was them speaking truth and life unto me and stuff that I like. Like, if they said it to you, you'll quit. But when you turn up the next day, they're like, oh, yeah, this, this kid gets it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. kid gets it. Yeah. Yeah, and I was think so much was about work ethic. Yeah, like they would like, tell me to do certain like micing drills and stuff like that, like for power forward. And I was like, I'll go out on the playground after school and all stuff like that, and just practice it and come back because, like, like you said, you want to earn your minutes. You want to be like guy that just goes and does training at training and does nothing when you go home. Hmm. Yeah, so I was like coming back. I want, I want to play. I want to start. Yeah. yeah. Man, that's two great uh, coaches, eh, to play yeah. under? And yeah. Um, with, mentors, yeah. yeah. So, Benny Anthony, um, he came in by default when Avondale College got burnt down. 
right. in 1990. And uh, we didn't have a coach. We just had a teacher that looked after us. I think he just went and asked at a, um NBL game, hey, can you help me out, a school team out? And, yeah, because Benny Anthony used to look after a boys' prison in Araraka. Yeah. Yeah, and we used to we used to walk from Avondale to Araraka and train. <laughs> it was like, yeah, like barbed wires up on the All right. windows. Yeah. You had to get buzzed in and out. And we was like, oh, yeah, back then it was like an hour walk from where we were living. <laughs> yeah, and then, and Benny would never come to our games because he'll be playing on Friday nights. Oh, in his own, and Saturday yeah. nights in the NBL. Yeah. And then, yeah. So he just coached us basic plays, basic defensive plays. We'd go out there. The teacher that was looking after the team were like, oh, he wasn't. I mean, he cared for us, but he wasn't. didn't have basketball, any basketball IQ. Mm. So it was just up to us to organize ourselves. Yeah. And he would just run the, the subs. He was just a teacher in charge. Yeah, teacher in charge of... Uh, <laughs> they needed to have a teacher there. They needed to have a teacher there, man. Because <laughs> we were doing stuff like driving away in the school van and... Things like that, yeah. Yeah, things like that. Yeah, yeah. So it was like they needed a teacher there. And then uh, you had uh, Mike Tate as well? Yeah, so I had Mike Tate um, during reps. And um, yeah, that's when I really learned the word work ethic. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, he used to preach basketball and how it relates to our, our own personal lives. Yeah. He's a bit of a preacher, man. Um, in a way. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he's. I think he just preaches got, um, basketball. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. his philosophies and stuff like that. Yeah. But I, I, I know that um, some people or some players didn't like the way he coached, but I um, mean, I took everything on board that he said. Uh, because it helped me as a player and yeah. it helped me a lot now as a coach and it's like when I'm coaching now it's like man I remember what those two men have instilled in me at a young age and I always tell people that I'm cut from the same stone as guys like Lindsay Tate or Peter Joseph or these other guys that played under both coaches uh, both coaches because I use similar philosophies you know like yeah the players come first before anything else yeah if you don't really care about the kids and stuff like that not, nothing's going to happen yeah. yeah and um you use some of, obviously you use some of the things that you learned through those guys and yep. in terms of the way you coach what about like the the things about um breaking you down and seeing if uh you know trying to get you to quit type of thing you use that to, some of those methods yeah well? i use some of those methods and it worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and even, um, like, at Manurio High School, um, I understand where these kids are from, you know, and then a lot of these kids just open up about their, when I built that relationship with them and their trust, they start opening up about their personal lives, their home life. And, yeah, so I'll try to use the philosophy of, like, through training that transfers into their their own life mm. so when they get older as men they can think back oh man I remember that time when Coach D and I spoke to him about something or we did a drill and all, I mean we did some plays it was wrong Coach D made us line up on the line and while we're doing this thing called deep six it's like a punishment where you're running wall to wall six times and then in our 
just drop some life skills or things for them to med- think about, really right, think right. about, yeah. Because yeah. to be honest, not not everyone's going to make it down that path mm. of college basketball or NBL or NBA, probably a real small percentage. But at least when I know that some of these guys out there, uh, you know, I know some one of them got a engineering scholarship and other guys are doing courses or whatever they're doing, at least they know that they're going to walk away. I, I believe they walk away with, man, coach has taught us some life skills. Mm. It was never, wasn't about basketball at the end of the day. Coach was really implementing skills of how to be a man in the real world. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's 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 awesome. When I was talking to Ake, um, he was saying something similar about a lot of the kids that end up going to college. You know, they end up, um, you know, for basketball, yep. they end up having a good career afterwards because they've learned how to work hard yep. and to be disciplined, to turn up on time and be punctual. So yeah, really yep. crossed over into their, their yep. next part of their life, whatever it was, and a lot of them uh, did really well. Yeah. Um, just just yeah. through those um, those lessons that you learn through basketball, eh? Yeah, no, that's that's true. Cause uh, I think two of the, cause I used to help out with um, Auckland Grammar Prems, 2016. I was one of the assistant coaches under Coach Manu that was there. Yeah, and there was this kid named Connor. Um, Connor, and then we had a kid from Manurewa named Paif, and they both got scholarships to go to the states. And when they when, they, when these guys come back, they're like, "Oh, coach, can we come around and um, help out? Do you need us for anything?" Oh, yeah, no, just come run run um, sessions. And when they come back, they really instill like what they've learned from those colleges into stuff like, you know, how we're doing a drill, and then guys are still dribbling the basketball, and basketball's lying over mm-hmm. there. Like, it's mm-hmm. so stuff like, man, when coaches talking, make sure all the boards are on one side, mm-hmm. stuff like that. If yeah. coach blows the whistle, make sure you, everybody goes down on the baseline. And it's like, and it's and not it, one more shot. It's not one more shot. A couple yeah. of dribbles and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like that. Hold the ball Hold straight the, away. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when it gets like that, and then and then Connor or Payful will like talk about, man, if you want to get to where you want to go to in this and like get to the next level, like college, this is what is expected. The coaches don't just see your talent and everything else. They see, oh man, this kid's putting the balls away. This kid's um packing up all the gear. Um, he's staying behind another hour, putting up shots or or where's Paif? Oh, he's in the gym. I'm putting in extra works with one of the trainers. So yeah, like a lot of coaches see that and they're like, man, this kid really really chasing something or really wanting something. Yeah. yeah. It's like being coachable and Yeah, and teachable. Yeah. Yeah. And like, cause Say if you watch a college game with those kids and that you might not see that when you watch, yep. but the coach knows the the deeper story, the backstory, yeah. and all those things that you were just mentioning that they do. But if you're watching, you're like, "What's that kid doing there for?" Yeah. But you know that they earn their spot, eh? Yeah, they earn. Yeah, you got to earn, earn yeah. your spot. And it, yeah, that's that's something. And even those look, they may think, "Oh, it's just basketball things." But later on in life, like, "Oh, man, I remember a coach." One time I just booted one of the basketballs across the gym. I mean, we were le- leading up to our finals and the guys are walking in like, we've already won everything. Yeah, and it's like, man, if you don't turn up to training on time, imagine when you go to your job and you keep turning up late. The boss isn't going to like, oh, you know, just go do your thing. I was like, oh, you get written warning, verbal warning, and then you like get kicked out or yeah. vice versa. And I said, man, this is where it happens here. 
Yeah, and if you don't understand it, then this team's not for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, so um, you did some some school uh, school teams, grammar. So um, when I first started out with Coach Manu, he took me underneath his wing, and we I helped out as assistant coach, helping out with the bigs for Dilworth College, the oh, yeah. senior team. And at that time, Mags wasn't in the prems at the time. They dipped out for a little they, bit, eh? For, for a, little a little bit, bit yeah. yeah. Them and Avondale dipped out for a little bit. And so they were, Mags was in um, yeah, Greater Auckland. And uh, and uh, Mags and Dilworth were the two schools gunning for that last spot on the right, prem. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was the year 2015, yeah. And then Mags beat Dilworth in the finals. Yeah, and then, man, Mags is back in the prems. Because I think a lot of the old, old boys or the old players from we take pride in how you built the foundations like for us at Avondale we built the foundations and you get other guys like I don't know if you heard of Daniel Raymond and all his boys and then Lindsay Tate and Benny Anthony Jr and they come with like it's a different yeah yeah like three years another group comes through and it's like I want to be like the previous yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I want to be better than them like also Lindsay and them won like one title like Benny and them come along, like, let's try to get two and stuff like that. So, um, like, I, every time I walk into the Avondale College gym, I look up and see that championship banner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even though I wasn't part of it, but I knew that we were the foundation Yeah. to, like, uh, for the these other guys to build on top. Yeah, because when, when Lindsay's dad was coaching us, Lindsay was... um. After he set the basketballs, the waters for us, he'd be on the side, and his dad would like do this. He'll be doing his own dribbling things. Like I know, I know people. I'm, I'm a firm believer in work ethic. Like yeah, nothing's ever handed handed to you. I know a lot of people say Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant's talented, but when you look at their backstories when they're younger, it's like something had happened. Yeah. And then their work ethic just kicked in. Yeah. When was that moment that clicked in for you? The work ethic was it a gradual thing? Uh, I think in Avondale, mm. I was just one game. I was just even though we won, I just I was upset that I didn't didn't get much minutes. Yeah, and then I should be happy that we beat Custom Boys for the first time in the history of like wow, yeah. the rivalry in nineteen ninety. Yeah, but I was I, yeah I was upset that I just didn't didn't get minutes and then there. I had that was like my first argument with yeah, the coach slash teacher was like man I've been I've been I've been going training I've been doing all this extra work yeah you you're not playing me yeah yeah but at that age I didn't see the bigger picture mm. you know as coaches you want to put on the <laughs> the best <laughs> yeah, yeah and yeah. it was like I was just outside yeah right, right and then from that that was the switch where like man I'm 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 up at Wooly's house. Or come to school like seven o'clock in the morning. We're outside in the True. outdoor courts yeah. at Sea Court, Avenue College, just doing stuff. Yeah. yeah, fire up! Just that moment, eh? Just that moment, man. Yeah, everybody has that one moment. It's funny because some people, you know, can have that moment and just cry about it and then be a victim, eh? Yeah. It's sort of the, there's a big uh, moment, you know, where you could go either way type yeah. of thing, eh? I guess you could get another moment later on in that, eh? But sooner or later, you gotta. Yeah. Probably yeah. sooner is a bit better, eh? Yeah, sooner is a bit better because I know it happened to a lot of the kids who were like, when we were at school, especially in that triangle. Yeah. Carsten and Mags. 
It was like, man, the coach sucks, the coach is this and that. But it's that, man, sometimes being corrected by your coach is a good thing because it knows where you're at, mm. where you're at as a player. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's hard, though, when you're young, eh? Because all these different things go yeah. through your head. And I remember, like, you know, regretting, I guess, some things. Yeah. And, uh, man, I think. Um, for me, like, I, I was always willing to put in the extra work in the yards, but I think I was missing, like, um, maybe uh, missing guidance, which mm. is sort of what I want to do now. Yeah. Like, so I would, because um, I was a league player too, I would go running and stuff but, and do weights, but I didn't really know what I was doing. Yeah. But I would try to do, and then, like, when I, got into, uh, when I was playing prems at Mags, like, I'd play basketball, but it would probably would have been better to, like, do some different drills yeah. and... Um, like maybe boxing out drills or some post stuff, you know, but I would just play yep. and think it was still good and just running, but maybe I should have like, would have been good to have someone be like do these tempo runs, you yeah. know, it's more applicable to the game, uh, you know, that type of thing, um, intervals and, yep. and then with my basketball, you know, working on different drills and, you know, just, yeah. just, I, was, I played for a couple of hours. That's good enough. Yeah. It would have been good to, for someone to take me under the wing and, um, or even the other boys too, because there's a few of us, we just went and played. Yeah. But to have specific stuff, because now that I'm, I'm uh, you know, trying to learn to be a basketball coach, mm. I'm learning like the foundations. And yeah. I was like, man, I don't know any of this stuff, you know, like footwork things. And yeah. um, you just learned by playing. You yeah. didn't uh, go out there and practice your handles and stuff, you know. It's just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I didn't anyway. I was just played, you know. Yeah. No, that's true. Um, even like um, as good as um, Coach Benny Anthony was. He taught us all the plays and stuff like that. Yeah, there was no one to teach us, like, plyometric stuff. And there was no videos or stuff like that. Um, I remember, like, the only thing that we had was Thursday night at 11, 11 p.m. was they only televised one game. Yeah. And like, everybody watched that. And Sunday was NBA action. Yeah, I think yeah. from 2 to 2.30. And it was like, Watching Patrick Ewing do something, yeah, and then for us it was like, wow, but what Patrick Ewing was doing is just a basic drop step. So, we didn't have, I didn't have for like a couple of years anybody to teach me the proper drop steps until uh, Wooly's older brother's name's Mucky, like, took us, took us, like, he saw, like, well, these guys want a ball, took us, showed us the basics, yeah, and then Coach Mike Tate came along and then just added a bit more. Stuff like we were just making up our own weights, kind of. <laughs> yeah, same as me. Programs yeah. for basketball, yeah, yeah. like yeah. Oh, if you lift heavier, then you could jump high or something. Yeah. And it wasn't until another guy named Glenn Campaign from Custom Boys were like, he noticed that we were like fourteen and we we're already like dunking the the thing. Like, yeah. So we found at a younger age, it was like, oh, for getting hops, it's the core. You got to do a lot of core work. Yeah. And stuff like. Um, I don't know if it was true or not, but even running up hills backwards. So we would do, we believe that and go out and do it. Yeah. Yeah, and stuff like, I know during summer we used to get a Lindau um, athletic track and just run, do just do running. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, anything that anybody told us or anything that we read, that we believed it and we went out and, and did it. Yeah. Even though it was wrong. And then until we got coached better, there was an African-American lady that was coaching Auckland girls at the time. I forgot what university she came from, but she did a gym session. And then she introduced um, plyometrics 
cross at a young age. You mm. just basic stuff like you know those white plastic chairs. Yeah. So we like put three and then, then bunny hop. The depth jumps yeah. there. Yeah, so it's just little things like that. And now, man, you got trainers for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, <laughs> who do you believe and who do you not yeah. believe? Yeah. How do you sift through? Yeah, how do you sift through? Like, and you got YouTube and stuff like that. You're like, I watch a lot of YouTube and I'm like looking at stuff. And then I'm a big fan of Kobe and I'm a big fan of Kobe's philosophy. I think Kobe said, man, you don't need all the cones and uh, I don't know, those tube things. And <laughs> all you need is basketball and time. Yeah. Yeah. Because whenever you watch his things, he's always just talking about fundamentals, eh? Yeah. And you don't. You don't see that stuff. I mean, you see certain cones and stuff like that, but you don't see guys like holding the cone and dribbling the ball and doing stuff like that. But, but I don't know. I know everybody has their own spin on things, and yeah, yeah. I think just the basics. Yeah, do yeah. the basics better. Yeah, do the basics better. Uh, so, uh, what's the project? So, just working on your your, your second dev team, and um, so not stepped away from that. Yeah. Um, my whole thing is always developing. My whole thing with going to Manirewa was that, that one kid paved because um, 2015 he tried out for Auckland County's Manukau. Yeah. And he was out of like two teams. Uh, his name was second to last. Yeah. It's funny because my, um, my wife and daughter was at the trials. It was me, my wife, daughter, Lindsay Tate and Coach Manu. Yeah, and all, all my wife and daughter saw was this kid out rebounding everybody. He couldn't dribble the ball and stuff like that. And then kind of we picked him. And then he he was about to get dropped because it was like he didn't understand setting screens, understand certain where do you stand when you play a 2-3 zone and stuff like that. I was about, I was just telling the kids, man, just need to give this kid a chance. He will get it. Yeah, we just got to give him a chance. Fast forward, he became uh, hungry sitting on the bench for a long time. Yeah. Off-season came, and he was like running the roads, doing all the extras, all the fitness work, down at the local park, just shooting with his dad. And come the following year, uh, they did well in the 2016 season. I was at Auckland Boys. But I was like keeping an eye on what those the, those guys were doing at Rio. Yeah. And then uh, his mum and dad invited us to dinner um, at the end of 2016. I thought, oh yeah, catch up with some of these players, parents and stuff like that. He was just too shy to ask. His mum asked, like, oh, you know, to, um, be, um, be nice if you could. I mean, we need some help out here. Like, oh, okay. I'll do it. So I went out to help. It was solely just to help this kid to get to chase his um, hoop dreams, eh? And when I got there, it was like, I just had kind of like flashbacks of the foundations of how Avondale College kind of basketball legacy right, right, was right. how we were built. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I was like, man, there's a lot of kids here that are like tall, but need developing. Yeah, so... Got out there, did my thing for the first year, and um, to be honest, I was scared because yeah, it'll be my first time being a head coach. And the second thing was, oh man, I was always worried about critics. 
Because then the game's out there on Facebook or everything. Right, yeah, yeah. These yeah. days, yeah. These yeah. days, yeah. Always, Everybody can see yeah. everything. I was afraid of losing. Um, And then, then to top it off, would any of these kids engage? And the whole thing about, like, like being around that community feel, will the community embrace me if we lose? Yeah, yeah. Or will the community only embrace me if we just win? Right, right. Oh, yeah, so it's... Just overcoming a lot of fears yeah, there, right? it was a lot of fears. But at the, at the end of it, you know, with my wife and my son and my daughter, I was like, just telling man, just step out in faith. You just never know. Mm. You just never know. You, you just take the first step of faith and just let God take control of the whole thing, mm. regardless how this, the year's going to pan out. So I stepped out in faith. I said, look, I can't. Mentally, I couldn't handle it. Thinking about all these things, but I was just stepping out of faith and like, oh God, it's on you. Yeah, just use me where you want to use me, and I'll, I'll do it. So the year, the, the year 2017 rolled along. Won our first six games. Me, yeah. And then <laughs> we had this bad habit where these kids were sharing mouth cards because <laughs> someone will forget, and five of them got sick. Oh no! <laughs> five of them got sick. And one of them, one of my point guards has got, like, fractured ankle, toe or something. And then Pafe had to travel f- um, to the States a few times at back. So, and then we went on the 11-game losing streak. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you thought you guys made it? And then no, I, thought, I thought, yeah. And then uh, and it was, like, after each game on Friday night, well, I'm, like, in deep thought. Like, man, we just lost by four. The next we just lost by six next one we just lost by two and then we had to default a game because when the guys were sharing mouth guards I was like man I was like bro you guys can't do this man yeah yeah so that happened and then um, regionals came and then we had guys drop out of the team Um, we had uh, one kid had to leave to help us go to work to help his family you know and and for me I I understand that you know I fully understand the situation. Um, not just South Auckland, like West everywhere, Auckland, yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's the same. You've got, you've got Auckland stuff, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Auckland stuff, yeah. yeah. So I was like, man, that's cool. So here we head into regionals with only seven players and, um, you know, like 24 teams. And then um, I think that was the year, I call that the foundation team because they, that regionals, 24 teams we came ninth with seven players That's solid yeah. yeah and we beat like a lot of prim- premier teams yeah and and then we had guys like Pafe um, almost triple doubled every game top top scorer that year in that, that regionals tournament Giannis yeah and he was yeah he was doing everything <laughs> and to top it off I was happy that we beat Avondale College <laughs> oh see yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we be yeah. Coach Doe, rest in peace. Uh, it was a good battle. Um, they had a young guy named Jagger in that team. Yeah, man, he was year eleven. He was notoriously mean scorer. But yeah, our top two scorers, even Pave got fouled off, and then it was left to the last two guys on the bench to come on and win the game at the end. So it was, it was that. It was like I know everyone saying, "Oh man, I did a good job with the school." But I just believe the kids did the job. Yeah. I was there to speak life into them. Yeah. You know, because uh, f- 
10 years before that, I thought God had called me into being a preacher because I was a lay preacher at a Samoan church. And someone spoke life unto me that you're going to reach the youth. I thought, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll be, become a FFL, I'll do that. But it wasn't that. It was basketball. Mm. Yeah, and that's where I'm at now. Far out. Yeah. That's a cool story, man. Yeah, yeah. you know, four years, yeah, four or five years at Manirua. And this year we're just developing, having a, started the development program. Because it's like you said before, every three years or so, away. Yeah. Because the players clear out and then you start you again. Start eh? again. Start again. What did we got? What's my talent so for the next three years? Eh? Yeah. So 2008, I was talking to Paif. He, like, he was on his way to the States. I said to him, man, I don't know about this year, eh? 2008. Come 2008, a whole new bunch of kids come in and then we won the Auckland County's Manukau, um title. Oh, yeah. No, sorry, 2018. Yeah, so we win that, and I was like, and then the self-belief of everybody's like, man, everyone's taking notice. Yeah. But, but oh, the whole thing was about them and understanding whether we win or lose, it's how we win in life, that's the most important thing. Mm. Now I've had, um, at all the different schools, I'm not going to name which one, I have kids that are, uh, how do I call it, gay kid, kids that are, um, dainty you know but at least and i treat them like everyone else mm. and i've had i've had one kid in one of the schools they have a kid that's two years old and he, and he came to talk to me i gotta leave the team i gotta look for a job and I'm like oh well, how many months is she pregnant like, no, just, my kid's two years old I'm like what <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i just saw the pain you know and, and for me it was like like i said God didn't call me to be a FFL, called me to, like I said, it's like I call it ministry, to help mm. help these kids. And I'm still in contact with a lot of them to this day. And it's like, man, I'm, my phone's always there or message me 24-7, anything. I like, you know, a few, few of the players have kids, a lot of them go overseas. And just still keeping that relationship. Mm. And then a lot of them are down when they don't make certain teams. Mm. Yeah, and then it's like, oh man, this is happening. Like, man, okay. Well, I'd always let them send me prayer requests that for me and my family to pray for them and their situation. Because it's something that I never had when I was young. I never had that. I just had the guys I grew up with, you know, like Willie and them. Some of the personal stuff that I went through, like in high school, and I think back now, like depression. I couldn't talk to, right. I couldn't talk to certain people about it. I was like, how can you be depressed? So you had it back then, but it wasn't a thing back then? It wasn't a thing back no. then, yeah. Like, I used to find myself just going for walks and just thinking about stupid stuff, yeah. And even, like, suicide kind of um, entered. Mm, and true. then, um, you know, like I said, I, like, Coach Mike Tate and Benny Anthony just speaking life into me. I don't know if they saw it. And like my tape would pull me aside you, you're good and I think oh no, I was just going through some things and it just helped me to speaking life into me and like I said like I grabbed what was good from both of them and then uh, my whole thing is I just don't want any of these kids you know young men to go through what I was going through and I heard a story of a kid from a school over the shore close um, friend um, showed me a video of his son talking to the school about depression and the school was shocked that he, he had it. But it's something I like, I think, 
a lot of athletes are going through, but they don't really talk about. Mm. Yeah. Wow, man, I didn't know that either. Yeah, 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 it, it, yeah the, and then, and that's why I take it close to heart. About I'm not just a coach; I'm there to build a relationship with them. Yeah, like one of the kids just spoke to me about openly about he's only 16, a couple of years back at the time about his missus and and stuff like that. Yeah, and I was like, man, it's good that these kids are always open. Mm. And then from time to time during our huddles, we always talk about. I always bring up the subject of suicide awareness. Um, yeah, man, if guys are going through something, talk about it. Just It's just a, like a quick kind of jab reminder about, man, things that have to be aware of what's happening around the neighborhood and, you know, there's been killings and stuff like that. Make sure you go home. And then always talk about suicide awareness. And then I let them share my testimony and how I dealt with that and how I got help, stuff like that. Yeah, Far up. It's mm. crazy. So, um, Mike and Benny Anthony um, Senior, they they sort of indirectly like um, saved your life in a way. Yeah, exactly. Without them even knowing. Without them even knowing it. Just by speaking yeah. life. So that's why your big thing yeah. on like speaking life in the kids. Because yeah. um, I did this thing with Auckland Ballers, and I like part of that was like how when I was younger, I just wanted to commit suicide, and it was like. So Mike's wife Toy showed him the video, and he, he, she said, he was in tears. He didn't know, but the when I, I was kind of like, I needed like somebody to take me under their wing, and let, and where he coached me, that's how I feel like that's how I should coach these kids, treat them as individuals, not just, just players. You know? mm. And we hear horror stories in the rugby league. Mm. You know the poly and mouldy kids. You know, I don't know if it's pressure or whatnot committing suicide. And I think I've you know, like even doing like thinking about it myself, just trying to be more aware of our young kids at the moment. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So um, so we we're talking about like a ministry, eh? So it's ministry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I understand the picture of it better yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I knew you were doing, all, you know. Helping the kids and, and uh, mentoring and stuff yeah. like that, but it's um, really really awesome to hear the backstory yeah. on it all. But that was before everything, eh? That was before everything, yeah. So like now, it's it's uh, it's pretty known and yeah, uh, aware. So that was before it all, eh? Yeah. Um, damn. So I was I was gonna ask, like, because for me, like now that um, because you got two kids as well, eh? Yeah, I got two kids. Uh, Diamond, who's 22, he's at the, he just had his, um, he plays for the Disability Rugby League, mm. and he plays for Special Olympics Waitakere Basketball, yeah. he's supposed to start training today, but he didn't go, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's 22, um, he's got a um, like mild cerebral palsy and, and hemiplegia, which affects the, the right side cannot coordinate with the left side stuff kind of thing right. but, but you know with him it's, it's been a blessing with him because I've learned a lot from him mm. and then we've got um, you know my daughter Lofa yeah. she's like the like high end of the scale where she's into hard out uni student school work um, yeah she did netball and then she made the trans she just quit netball I wasn't happy about it but 
firm believer of letting your kids do what they want to do, even though it cost you a lot of money in your pocket when she, <laughs> went, when she went to rowing. But um, she loved rowing. Um, and then to top it off that year, 2016, oh, so I need to do pre-season. Can we do CrossFit? I see a CrossFit <laughs> sign next to that gas station. I oh, said so she saw all that. She saw all that. Damn. And then yeah. she went home and Googled it. She did all that every yeah, search. She, yeah. And then she came back, this is how much it's going to cost, da, 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 like, and I was like, that's a lot of money for pre-season. <laughs> but for for me and my wife, I was like, I'm trying to give them that opportunity right, that right. when we were younger, our parents, now you either play rugby and that's it, you know, because rugby fees weren't that high back then. But for us, it was always supporting if, like, I want, always wanted Lofa to play basketball because she's tall. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. good, yeah, good half of ball, yeah. She's a, like, nef- natural athlete, but she didn't want to play ball, mm. yeah. So that she, and when she did CrossFit, it was like, um, she enjoyed it because what you and your your trainers brought to her, you know, and that, that kind of atmosphere, and she loved it. Yeah, and then it helped with rowing, yeah, during that, the, the season, the summer season. Yeah. yeah, it was really cool when uh, she came in and she's like, oh, yeah, I'm training for rowing and yeah. stuff. I was like, man, you picked a tough sport. Yeah. Because the rowers are crazy. Yeah. They're crazy fit and, you know, they push through some pain. So I was like, oh, man, hats off to you for for um, researching and looking it up herself. Yeah, yeah. It's well, quite a good initiative, yeah. eh, for a young kid. Oh, yeah. I said, if you really want it, yeah. you research it. Yeah, we'll, we'll fund it. Yeah. And I said, We'll fund it to the point where when you get your own job and your own pay, you pay for your own yeah, CrossFit yeah. sessions. Yeah. But but she would come in the morning session yeah. too, the 6 yes, a.m. Yes. class. Yeah, 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 so my, you wouldn't see me here, you'd see my wife. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. it's pretty good for a young yeah. team yeah. coming in yeah. the morning, so Because she learned that, like, her and her brother have learned that everything is earned, is not, is not given to you. Yeah. It was like my little things that when she was playing netball, oh, well, you want some Yeah. you got to get 10 rebounds because right. you're playing on defensive end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to average 10. If you don't reach your 10, then that's, you're not, that uh, $20 is not going towards your Air Max fund. Right. The same thing with our team. Like, man, we got certain goals at certain quarters. Yeah, this doesn't happen unless you guys do this, get like six, six stops in a row. And right. It sounds Im- sounds impossible, but it's, it's it's possible. Yeah, when you know your the way your players play. Mm. I heard a stat on that. If you get like three sets of that or something, eh, you're likely to win, right? Yeah, something like that. We've come close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's good. It's setting good intentions. Yeah, each yeah. each each quarter. Mm. You know, stuff you like stuff like when they're not boxing and rebounding. Like man, if none of you guys are like, we have a stats person and she tells me the stats. It's like I'll. Guys, all all five of you guys are gonna come off, and then another new five will come on. And then they're out there boxing out, rebounding. Yeah, they want you know, guys ah, want yeah. to stay. Yeah, so yeah, Let's, yeah. Nah, because um, you know, if uh, having two kids as well, uh, you know, like I'm similar to yourself in terms of ministry, trying yep. to do things through sports and that. And it's it's t- it's do you find it tough? Like, because I I got to balance it out with the wife and the kids. Yeah. You know, because you do sacrifice uh, some time and yeah. stuff. And um, I was thinking, man, because because um, our season's finished, we had um, you know only had three games because yep. of COVID, and then we played in this uh, the First Nations Polynesian yep. tournament. Yep. We entered as a school, and we finished that. And season's finished unless um, you know they play some of those um, 
uh, summer league Saturday yeah. little comps. But it's pretty much finished, and I was like, oh, we'll do some like skills and drills. Yeah. I guess to me, I was trying to offer what I didn't get. Yeah. Uh, so the first day we had like five, and then the other day we had like two girls. And um, like, you know, I think back to even opening the box, like I would take morning classes sometimes. Mm. Or even when I used to PT before the box. Yeah. And like I'd get no shows here and there. Mm. Or like maybe one or two people and stuff. And I was just thinking like, man, like um, people, you know, similar to myself, we put like we wanted more than they wanted yeah. in a way. And it's it's a big sacrifice. You know, I'm like, man, I'm here missing time, like waking up with my family and stuff. Yeah. And, and then you get people rolling late and stuff. I'm like, man, I don't know. This is, is this all worth it? You yeah. know? <laughs> No, you know you battle with yeah. that no sometimes yeah. I'd have good show outs and then other times I'll get like two people and they, one came late and yeah. you know um, then one's not getting into it and I'm like oh man but no, I yeah. don't know it's a tough it's a tough it's thing tough. yeah especially us uh, guys that have families because you sacrifice a lot of time mm. um, I wasn't gonna go 100% if I didn't have not just my wife but if I didn't have Diamond and a lot of support in this mm. Cause there's one time I was like basketball was almost every day. Yeah, like, yeah. Like when we were like reps, high school, and then it wasn't until like, and a lot of she's outspoken. Dad spending a lot of time basketball. I was like, okay, I'll get you. And I was like, oh, you time to step away from certain things. Yeah, because there was one time I was going helping coach money when we were at North Harbour. So I work in Ongihanga. I used to live in um, Tet South, drive to work in Ongihanga, then go to Wira, then drive to uh, North Harbour, wherever the 19s was training, then drive home. Yeah, and it was like, oh, we were training Monday, Wednesdays, games on Fridays. <laughs> and North Harbour was Tuesday, Thursday, games on Saturdays, yeah. Sundays sometimes. And then uh, as the years go by, you're like, at Easter tournaments, you're different long mm. so it takes its toll yeah mm. it takes it kind of takes its toll but it's once your family uh, is honest with you like man they're like a loafer even my wife too it's just up the nuts just tell you where, yeah, where yeah. it's at and then yeah. you're like okay now nah, i get it yeah yeah I find the hard eh? because, yeah. you know, I want to do all these things, yeah. but I've got to, you know, put the family first. Family first, yeah. But, you know, I've got these, like, things away. <laughs> yeah. It's a tough, uh, I find it a tough, uh, uh, tough balance type of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, you, you have to have that balance, otherwise, uh, man, because I used to see the stuff that Benny and especially Coach Mike Tate was doing. Yeah. Man, having college was like, we had prims, they were playing second division, third division. Jumping on the buses, public buses, catching the bus to, I don't know, Taurong or somewhere, play a game. This is Avondale College. Yeah. Catching the bus back. You know, that's what Lindsay Tate and all those guys were doing. Go over the shore every day or something. So, it's like, sometimes. Some team, some yeah, training. Same, yeah, team trainings. Then you had to play the secondary school prems game on Friday. And it was like, and in some ways it was like, um, how to grow up to become a p- professional athlete because there's a lot of kids from Avondale during that era that were playing NBL later on in life. But at the same time, yeah, as, I don't know, as a kid, you sometimes, yeah, you gotta, yeah, how does, where do you count the cost? 
of losing time with your family and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think for me it was alright because Diamond and Luff are a bit older. Yeah. Because um, sometimes I think about guys like yourself with the kids a lot, a lot younger. And for me, time with them at a certain ages. Yeah. Yeah. It's crucial. But it comes down to you know, family, your relationship with your wife. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So for me, it was just the. My Avondale team and this podcast. Yeah. So these are sort of like my two things that are, yeah. you know, that are passion progress yeah. type of thing. So labor of uh, love type of thing. But um, yeah, man, uh, that's cool. Um, so uh, things going forward for for um, Coach T. Um, going forward is um, we got a lot of kids that aren't finished playing ball in high school, but still want to play ball, but don't know where to go. Yeah. And like the whole whole thing was just keeping them developed but keep them playing ball. Yeah. And trying to start yeah. I don't know, hopefully next year a few things in the pipelines with um uh helping the the kids between the age when they leave school to twenty, whatever. Yeah. Some of them will end up going overseas. Uh, some of them will stay here but one still want to play ball. Just helping out with that, um, with certain people. Um the other thing was just starting at Manilua, um started on the weekend was we put the um, certain teams into a development league where we can keep an eye on their development, um, kind of development and trial at the same time. Or is this, is this kid, can he play at this level mentally, not just physically? Yeah, can he handle certain pressures and stuff like that? And if they can't, we're not, we're not going to just cut them, but we just help them in the way where they can handle those kind of situations mm. yeah that's some cool stuff yeah, yeah man, I'm, I'm a real big advocate of um, teaching through sports because yeah. you know whether it's basketball netball league rugby whatever soccer because um, you get these lessons that you won't get in the classroom like when you're like tired and that mm. like the, the phys- physicality of it all yeah um, it really tests your mind in ways that you just can't get in the classroom and like teamwork where there's like stress, Yeah, you know, personalities, uh, you know, we've talked a fair bit about hard work, yeah. uh, being punctual. Like there's so much things I think that you get through sports that you can't get any other yeah. way. And uh, man, I really trying to preach it because yeah, it's, I don't feel it's not as valued like in the world. You know, it's always school, which I yep. I believe school is important as well. Yep. But you know, I think you get uh, more for life out of sports in yep. a way, um, and it's a great way um, when you're talking about ministry in terms of building relationships with kids. You know, the coaches and the managers and yeah. whoever's involved can uh, have a big impact. You know, um, mm. in a lesser because you know the classroom it's pretty big too. Like the teachers can as well. Um, but it's probably an easier sell because you know they enjoy the sports. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, like sure. it's an easier sell to you know to create a yeah. relationship and bond and all that sort of stuff. It's a bit more fun. You know, you get the endorphin thing yeah. and uh, that type of thing. So no, that's that's true. Um, one thing I found from a lot of the guys in the early days playing ball was they just we just turn up to training and game, but don't turn up to classes. Hmm. And just thinking back then, if, man, what happened if we did turn up to some of those classes? I'm not. I'm saying that, yeah, man, we get the freedom of choice to do what we want. But sometimes, yeah, I've just learned how important um, I think education is. I think if you're really chasing that 
your hoop dreams? Because I've had experiences where college coaches are emailing and calling. What's this kid like at school? Has he been turning up to classes? Mm. So, every, like, yeah, like I, what we talked about, has he been on time? Uh, what kind of person is he at school? They don't talk about their basketball ability. Yeah, they yeah. talk about what matters. Yeah, so yeah, I think for us, we I implemented that whole rule with the kids with school. Yeah, and man, I always get a report every week on who's wagging school, who's not. Man, so the rule is if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, then you you can't play. Right, right, right. Yeah, because there was a certain time one of my players turned up to all the trainings. But he wasn't turning up to his tech course. <laughs> and I was playing him. And yeah, Coach Carter, and man. Was like, then I found out the mum's not happy that they found out the school um, was going to, um, where he was supposed to be doing his tech course, was going to cancel the program because he hasn't been turning up. Yeah. And it's like, oh, has he been turning up to practice? He's like the first kid there warming up and everything. <laughs> Heaps of energy. Heaps of energy, yeah, and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, well, we have to implement these rules if you want court time. Yeah. yeah. And they, they seem to follow it too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I had a girl, um, he said she wasn't coming because of like the COVID thing. You know, her yeah. parents are like, ah, oh, coming to school, sorry. And, um, but she came to our team photo <laughs> and then went back home. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's pretty funny. But, I'm, yeah, I'm more like, um, into the selling school now, like, uh, I think some of it, you know, is awesome educational wise. Yeah. Um, but then also something more like I encourage it more now, more for the life thing of turning up yeah, and being disciplined and like doing things you don't want to do. Yeah. And because we all do, we all have to do it yeah. in some way or some form. And so I'm more like trying to preach it from that point of view. Yeah. Um, of being dedicated and, yeah. and learning and, you know, because, you know, you do stuff, I do stuff that we, we don't enjoy, but you just have to do it, eh? Yeah. So just more to get in that habit because yeah. I think I was a bit, you know, I was a bit lazy, like, coming out of school. So it would have been good to have really known that you that had that trait yeah. instead of learning it after school. Yeah. You know, just gotten used to learning yeah. stuff I don't want to learn or not interested in, but just for the, the habit of being learning, being a good student, yeah. being a good learner and that type of thing, so... Yeah, no, the education's um, good for that yeah. stuff as well. And I understand, to be honest, school's not going to be for everybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't for me. I, you know, I hated school, but yeah, the, the teacher that was looking after didn't implement the rules and stuff like that, where now I know how it's important when I see my kids um, doing well and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. I mean, not forcing it upon them, but like for what whatever Lof is doing it's like do you do whatever you want to do at uni you go do it if, uh, if I wanted to choose something for you to do I wanted her to be a professional surfer because she likes that alright yeah, yeah and it was like man because it can get you to the world tours <laughs> surfing all over the world place yeah yeah it come visit you and you know, that's the lifestyle but you know like we give some when their kids get at a certain age we let them choose what they want to choose yeah, yeah. so man we'll um, come down uh so final final questions. Uh, so uh, greatest uh, lesson your parents taught you. Greatest lesson your parents taught you. Just give it a go. Yeah, just never know. Yeah, yeah. It's emotional because I could always hear my mum. I know my mum and dad came here. My dad 
didn't have any, didn't know how to speak English properly. I think that frustrated him a lot. Yeah, just my mum's always, no matter how hard it is, just give it a go. Cause, you know, like both my parents worked in the factories down Rosebank Road, and then you know, my mum ended up working on the thirty years New Zealand Post, um, at the post office, and like seeing her like with limited English, and doing the things they did, like buying their their house. All that stuff that um, all Polynesian parents go through, even like people that work hard. Now my parents live in Samoa. Yeah, my heart just always hear the echo. My mum told me always give it a go. Mm. If you don't give it a go, you just never know. Mm. Yeah, man, because not knowing English and that, eh, yeah. and being a new culture, a new world, exactly. Everything they did would have been giving it a go, yeah. really. Eh, giving it a go, yeah. Stepping out of their comfort zone, yeah. Um, man. Yeah. Every day, it was tough. Yeah, yeah. Every, every day was tough for them. Mm. I like how my mum purposely changed, made me use my middle name because it's Donald. Because I got a Samoan first name. Yeah, because my mum thought that like I'd be more accepted. Right, right. Yeah. Right. At that time, and then I found out my other mates had like using their Balangi names <laughs> instead of their. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's quite common eh, in it's some quite, cultures. Eh? Yeah, Even some common. of the Asians do it too. Yeah, eh? yeah. So that, I was like that. I was like, man. And then Bruce like, Lee and yeah. stuff. And then just thinking back, how I mucked around at school and like wasted school fees and whatnot. Right, right. At two different schools, but yeah, my mum and dad still did the. You know, you come home. There's like one parent at home, and then oh no, you go to school. One, you my mum's at home. I make going to work, and then you go home from school and then my dad's gone to work so everyone's working different shifts, shifts yeah kind of give you like wriggle room to muck around and stuff like that <laughs> I don't know if you've been down there but yeah to muck around and then when yeah. you get your um, school results it shows they say yeah I think now like I learned that from them but now like in, as a parent myself now it's like yeah it's important um to have that real close relationship with your kids. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So you're having the old through and through then, eh? Yeah, because oh, yeah, I was first started living and I went to Mount Albert Primary. Yeah. Uh, we lived in Sandringham. I think 1978, moved out to Avondale. Yeah. And then, yeah, my parents sold up in 2017 and moved back to Samoa. Mm. Yeah, because my family uh, settled in... Um, Canal Road as well, so the Kavika family, yeah. so yeah, yeah. I know, yeah, leader, so, yeah, 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 Uncle yeah. Jacob, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, what's your auntie's name? Uh, Lucia. Lucia, yeah, yeah. I, I met him. So, yeah, I thought you might have crossed paths, yeah, somewhere along the way. Yeah, I used to sleep at, um, <laughs> all right, there you go. Oh, because you know, I was best friends with Cuddy, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. and they, they were living at your family house, right? Yeah, yeah. and then we play that, you know, that basketball hoop at the back of the yeah, house, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we put that up. All right. Oh, yeah, okay. and, um, was there when Kehlani was born. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, so we would play ball all night. Yeah. Like four hours. Too tired to walk down the road. I don't know, like five minutes down the road. We'll just crash out. <laughs> crash out there at your, your grandparents' was, house. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's legendary. Yeah. I wish I um, got to experience more. I heard more stories from my aunties and uncles. Yeah. Because I was too young. Yeah, so you know? it was good. Yeah, it was, I wish. I was good like that. 
like your grandma, kid, or yeah. Lita and Lita and your Auntie Lucia, they kind of kid. They're like, oh, who are these kids? Oh, who are these boys? Mm. He's like, sometimes 10 guys at the back of your house. Everybody passed through there. Yeah, everybody yeah, passed yeah. through there. And it was like, and then you had the Tongans next door drinking yeah, kava yeah. all, yeah. all night. But that was good because they like recognize, recognize the kids coming. People coming and going. Yeah, yeah, people coming and going. But I think these days you don't then have that kind of thing where you can go somewhere, we can play ball at someone's house. Yeah. Yeah, that was one. Because, yeah. Because I think we stole that backboard from uh, somewhere. In <laughs> <laughs> as you do, as, as you, you do. do yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah, man, hey, all the stories, eh? Uh, Canal Road, eh? All the aunties and uncles, and even some of my cousins, older cousins, and that. Yep. Yeah, they love it, eh? But that seems like good memories. Yeah, foundations, man. Yeah, yeah. foundations of where you played ball that makes you happy. Yeah. It feels weird because, um, feels like uh god's put me at avondale college because um when i wanted to get out of the gym um you know to get a normal job and get into a school i had a goal of getting into a school and um you know i was like avondale because um uh, peter marty you know peter marty yeah yeah they they helped me through one of their friends uh wallace he works at avondale so oh, he they connected us and got in and I was just grateful to have a job and, you know, into school because I wanted to get in school and get yep. into basketball and stuff. But now that I've been there for a little while, I realize it feels, sounds a bit um, cliche or whatever, a bit corny, but it feels like I'm coming home in a way. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that when I was coming, when I was starting there. It's only over time because my aunties and that went there. Yep. And family and like uh, some of my friends from church that have been um, Trevor and Rani and them. Oh, I was more Rani. And some of the Hill family, they're real close friends of the family as okay. well. You know the Hill family? Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So they're from Avondale as well. And so, like, it's like all connecting. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, no. You know? And then having the box on Avondale as yeah. well. And now Jerry and Rena are still running overflow. Like, yeah. it's, you know, it feels like yeah. I'm in the right place. I know how you feel. It's like, it's funny because, like, we go to church ourselves. I coach ourselves. A lot of my, um, brother-in-laws and all that live around Manideo High School I just feel Manideo was home for me wow yeah. wow true so similar thing then. yeah it's like a, a home away from home mm. it's weird because I was talking to somebody I was, every time I drive up into the school gates I kind of feel I don't know it's like a kind of a self-care kind of feeling like man I'm at ease mm. I'm, in, mm. I'm in my element I'm at home yeah and then when the season's done it's like the first time I drive up Browns Road, heading yeah. towards the high school, it's, I get that feeling. Now I'm back home again. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's just it just takes me back to, like I see yeah, the foundation kind of thing. Yeah, you always want to represent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Oh, it's similar. That's yeah. that's funny how you got the similar feeling. Yeah, um, uh, real, real, man. Um, your some, I guess your favorite book, favorite book, something you've read or you recommend that's had the biggest impact on your life. Favorite book? Well, something, yeah, something you've read that. It's these, it's these two. It's um, Tony Hawk's um, first autobiography. Right, right. Yeah, just inside his mind, how he how he clicks uh, when he first started skating. To the, he's like the Michael Jordan of skating at the moment. Yeah, he's yeah. the man. He's the man. Yeah, just getting the the mental toughness, how what he went through. And the other one was the same book, similar book, but it was Kelly Slater. 
All right. The surfer. Yeah, he's the man yeah. in, the, in surfing world, yeah. eh? Well, I was walking on High Street, looked in the bookshop. I was looking at this NBA book, and I saw Kelly Slater's book, and I was like, oh, I'll buy that book. That's cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> and I took it home. Did you know who it was? You knew who yeah, was. Yeah, I knew who it was, because yeah. I'm here, because my, my family, we've been surfing for a long time. Right, yeah, right So that's right. how we got the kids, our kids into water sports. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought, no, I'll buy, I'll buy Kelly Slater's book. And then, yeah, even reading his book, I mean, a lot of it was personal life, but just seeing how he ticks mentally. Yeah. yeah the what's his uh, mindset when he steps into the ring. You know, like, yeah, it's, yeah. I think those two. Man, those it, two books. And then the other books. I know. Cause, no, I've read a lot of, like, because I did Bible college and stuff like that. Yeah. Read yeah. a lot of those books, but Tony Hawk and. <laughs> Uh, Kelly Slater, yeah. So, oh, and Dennis Rodman's um, first book. All right, bad yeah. as I want to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I wanted to know how he clicks. Yeah, as a rebounder. Right, right. Yeah. Not so much about cross dressing and all that. <laughs> yeah, but his. Yeah, Dennis Rodman. Just does basketball. Basketball mind. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Man, that's that's interesting. The um, Kelly Slater and uh, Tony Tony Hawk. Hawk. is that just because you wanted to read who the top of the sport? No, just because they're both the Michael Jordan of yeah. their, their sport, eh? Yeah, because it's like I've been following Tony Hawk when I was at Mags because you know like, skating kind of kicked off. And did 19- you play the game as well? Yeah, yeah I, I played the game. Yeah, I played yeah. the game when it Tony got Hawk, dropped yeah. in 1998. Yeah, it was a cool game. And then recently, I just turned 47. My two nephews bought me the remastered game. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I think. I think I'm, I've read uh, both both some versions as well because um, years ago um, I always wanted to read like the top of every sport, mm. um, whatever it was. The sim- same reason as yeah. you, just because I wanted to know what the mindset. Top- yeah, 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 like because yeah, I knew Kelly was the man yeah. and um, surfing. Even though I didn't know much about surfing, yeah, and uh, Tony Hawk was the man in yeah. um, his sport. I mean, I read all of Michael Jordan's books. Yeah. But it's all like kind of like if you read one book or similar. Yeah, same as me. That's yeah. what I, I thought. Similar, yeah. yeah. You didn't get as much out of it, eh? I mean, I, I think the first book I read, I got a lot. I was like, I got it, I got it when I was 21. Yeah. It was just like Michael Jordan's personal insight of his mindset, how he took. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, so all these docos I've been watching, he's, he was never talented. He was just. The work ethic, you know, the battles with his brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not getting losing, losing, losing yeah. not getting picked in high school. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I think people get off on that. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not gonna chip on his shoulder. Yeah, I'm not gonna be that person. Yeah, and they turned out the way they turned out. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I thought that's, that's cool. That's interesting. Yeah, doing uh, pick the the baller, eh? And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> those are, um, if if um, you know, on the way to. What's it called? Uh, Unitech. There's some billboards there uh, before you turn right onto Unitech. So if you could um, put a message on the billboard that thousands of people would see each day, what message uh, would you have on the billboard? It's funny because we were talking about that with one of my mates at work and he was asking me what would be your like go-to message. Um, My thing was winning games is good but winning in life is much better. Mm. Yeah. Like it, man. I like it. I like it. <laughs> and uh, last question is just your definition of success. Oh, definition of success. 
just helping other people become better people in our community. Yeah, I think that said it when um, we played a certain school. And I heard these kids go, look at those pee addicts, those synthetic. This is about Manurewa High School. I was broken. Just just before the game, you know, you get that 30 seconds quick talk before they go the tip off. I just thought, man, you remember the rest of New Zealand only see, when they hear the word Manurewa, they only see synthetics, drug dealers, crime, and the first thing that comes on the news. And it hit them. And I said, man, go out there and represent your school the best way that you can. Not just your school, your family and your neighborhood. These kids just went out and busted out. And I put 40 on the, on that team. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I told them what they said yeah. about them. Yeah. And, and to this day, it was, it was like, I always believe, always be proud of where you come from, regardless. Yeah. Awesome, man. Uh, Shucks, thanks Don thanks for your time oh, man thank and you, sharing man. your testimony there I didn't know it was a big surprise I learned, I learned, learned a lot yeah man and all the great work you're doing out there in the community if you know, ministry through basketball sure, and mentoring no, thank the, you. the young guys out there so no I appreciate it eh? thanks and what um, people uh, follow along on the journey or no yeah um, just Coach D Coach D yeah. yeah that'll be some just of your, follow me, your yeah. team and if you follow me what you're up to yeah I had one player recently just said to me oh you guys are alright I was like what alright <laughs> we just put 50 on you you said it's alright <laughs> yeah I, coach so, I always follow anybody that's, that shows us love I love yeah. yeah just one thing for me was like you find out quickly like, when nobody wanted to help you from the get go you find out quickly in this basketball kind of community who are the real ones and who are the f- fake ones, man. That's my advice to you, man. <laughs> yeah. Just always kind of look over your back. You know you know who are the guys that are going to be there from the get-go. Yeah, and you know who are the guys who are coming in um, looking for something. Yeah, or the next Stephen Adams. They care about one person. They don't care about the other 11 players, yeah. That's yeah. just from one coach to another coach. And uh, I know what you do and I love what you do in the community as well. And I know that um, even through your CrossFit and whatever personal training that you still got a lot to give to the community, man, because this is going to be a day where I need you to come in and just, man, do what you do with these guys. Because I'm a firm believer of um, I can't teach these kids everything, but I need them to look at different angles of yeah. life, you know, like see your philosophy because I've been bringing in certain people and like the kids are like man that guy was cool that guy was straight up about certain things oh and then what you bring can add to add adds value to them and they can take it away oh man I remember that guy I may not remember your name but I remember that CrossFit guy that guy could just mm. to help me better my um, plyometrics stuff or you know whatever it is mm. that, that helps them Taste their dream. Uh, thank you, man. And great message and a uh, great way to tie it all up. Thanks, Coach D, for your time, man. Nice. Thank you.